fucking shit, you guys! I'm driving your car, but I just got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died! Fuck! Could this year get any fucking worse? Ruth, you just had to make it to 2021! Fuck, 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 fuck. Seriously? Fuck. God damn it. Fuck you, 2020. Not Ruth. I have not felt this amount of sinking despair since November of 2016. I was violently, physically ill the day after the election, and I was told I was overreacting. Um, clearly I wasn't. I'm honestly shaken to the core with fear for my rights and the rights of my fellow queer individuals. Trump can appoint whoever he wants. If he's in the mood for 30 more years of oppression for women and queer people, like that's that's what we're gonna get. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little scared. Um, I feel like she was one of the only things standing between us and fascism. Where were you when you found out that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died? Because I, burst into tears in the middle of Target. But this is also one of the scariest things that has happened. We're fucked. Okay, five, six, seven, eight, rest in peace to America. Rest in peace to our rights. Rest in peace to all who are not straight to male and white. Rest in peace to America. Rest in peace to our the Supreme Court is ruthless, and leftists are losing their minds. Mr. Reagan. Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died. I was actually shocked. She was a tough woman. She lived through a number of health scares, and I had resigned myself to the idea that she was going to live forever. Now, a number of beautiful things were said yesterday about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. In a statement, Donald Trump called Ginsburg a titan of law, a loving wife, and a dedicated mother. And the statement went on to laud her various achievements and for inspiring all Americans. We can actually see the very moment Trump heard about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. She just died? Wow. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. She led an amazing life. What else can you say? She was an amazing woman. Whether you agreed or not, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. I'm actually sad to hear that. I am sad to hear that. Thank you very much. While compiling the videos that you saw at the top of the show, I noticed that a number of Democrats were actually touched by Donald Trump's reaction to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Perhaps that moment may have changed some, some leftist minds, may have allowed some leftists to see that Donald Trump is, in fact, human. Attorney General William Barr said about Ginsburg, she and I did not agree on every issue. But her legal ability, personal integrity, and determination were beyond doubt. She leaves a towering legacy, and all those who seek justice mourn her loss. 
Judge Scalia's son tweeted, Today we lost a great jurist, a pioneer, a loving wife and proud mother and grandmother, and a dear friend to my family. We pray for the justice, her family, and a reunion with her beloved Marty. And there were many others, almost all from conservatives. So how did the left react? Did they write beautiful tweets respectfully celebrating the memory of their great hero, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Um, no, they definitely did not. Let's read some tweets from some prominent leftists. This woman is a self-proclaimed leftist, feminist, vegan, epidemiologist, Coomer. I don't know what Coomer means. I assume it's some kind of a play on the word boomer. Anyway, she tweeted this. She said, F you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. F you for not retiring under Obama. F you for dying under Trump. F you, F you, F you. Charming. CNN contributor Reza Aslan tweeted, If they try to replace RBG, we burn the entire effing thing down. Lovely. Emmett McFarlane, a Canadian university professor, wrote, Burn Congress down before letting Trump try to appoint anyone to the Supreme Court. And leftist Fred Wellman tweeted, Mitch McConnell is an evil bastard. Burn the whole party to the ground. The GOP is done. The left is apparently really into burning things down lately. Leftist political writer Laura Bassett wrote, If McConnell jams someone through, which he will, there will be riots. Asterisk, more, bigger riots. Now, I think this was more of an observation than a threat, and I I don't actually think she's right. I don't think most of the writers care that much about Supreme Court nominees. It's only us strongly political folks who really care about that stuff. Most of the writers know very little about politics. Now, a lot, and I mean a lot, of leftists on Twitter were writing, This is war. Well, that's fun. And the phrase, no, 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 is trending on Twitter. And of course, you saw the video compilation at the top of the show. I mean, that was just hilarious. Who needs professional comedians when you have leftists taking videos of themselves and posting them online? Am I right? So, what's going to happen? Trump definitely will be nominating a new Supreme Court justice, and the Senate will definitely be confirming them. There has been some talk of Ted Cruz, and I think that's a real possibility. The man would be an excellent choice. Imagine Trump bringing his former chief rival from 2016 and putting him on the Supreme Court. That would be brilliant. But another strong possibility, and the person that I think is the most likely to get the nomination, is Amy Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett has already gone through one confirmation hearing recently, and the Senate went after her pretty hard on one point and one point alone. They were concerned that she was, basically, too religious. The dogma lives loudly within you. And that's of concern. If you're asking whether I take my faith seriously and I'm a faithful Catholic, I am, although I would stress that my personal church affiliation or my religious belief would not bear on the discharge of my duties as a judge. Amy Coney Barrett is a devout Catholic. She's got seven children and she's active in her church. It's a very strange thing that she would be attacked for being a religious Christian. I mean, being a religious Christian is a good thing. It means that you take seriously the traditional values, ethics, and principles of Christianity, the values, ethics, and principles that facilitated the development of this great country, not to mention civilization as we know it. But here's the thing. Since the 1970s, 
Devoutly religious Christians, including Catholics, have been very pro-life. So Democrats have become very opposed to anyone with strong Christian values in any position of power. But they are particularly opposed to strong Christians becoming Supreme Court justices. The left has become obsessed with keeping abortions legal. And so that has become an almost singular focus by which they look to confirm or reject a judicial nominee. Now, conservatives are not so myopic. And conservatives seem to like her because she's a strong constitutionalist. This seems to me to be in keeping with being a strong Christian. You take the tenets of your faith seriously and you take the constitution your country is founded upon seriously. Makes sense. But I think what makes her particularly attractive for this nomination is that she's a woman. And yes, we don't like to play identity politics on the right, but as we know, the left does. And replacing a woman with a woman should be more palatable to moderate female voters who want to see RBG replaced with another woman. Another reason that being female benefits Amy Coney Barrett is her immunity to the anti-Kavanaugh tactic. It's rather unlikely that Amy Coney Barrett is going to be accused of a sexual assault from when she was 14. It's just not going to happen. And with a confirmation so close to election, with a confirmation that would be so controversial, you need to streamline the process. And not finding any skeletons in her closet will do just that. The left will, of course, try to slander her. But I think that their primary line of attack will be that she's too religious. They will almost surely try to brand her as a religious nut. But she's not a religious nut. She's a brilliant, charming woman. And she should be respected as such. It's a shame that being a devout Christian is something that people are attacked for these days. The left constantly likes to proclaim that... There must be a separation between church and state. But that doesn't really apply here. There have been 114 people appointed and confirmed to the Supreme Court. 113 of them have been adherents to either Christianity or Judaism. Only one, Benjamin Cordoza, a Jewish American who served as a justice in the 1930s, only he considered himself an agnostic. The faith of a nominee should have no bearing on their confirmation. But in America, because of the significance of the abortion question, sadly, Christians are persecuted. Ironically, that was precisely what the First Amendment was written to prevent, and it's what the concept of separation of church and state is meant to prevent. Unfortunately, both of those things have been twisted in order to facilitate religious persecution. Now, getting back to a more practical concern, the Senate needs a simple majority to confirm any Supreme Court nominee. And although Amy Coney Barrett should be confirmed unanimously because she's awesome, it will almost certainly be a party-line vote. Every Democrat will almost certainly vote against confirming her, though there will be no legitimate reason. There is a concern that some Republicans will not vote for Barrett. When Barack Obama nominated Merrick Garland, Mitch McConnell refused to hold a hearing to confirm Garland. The reason stated was that it was an election year, and because presidents get to nominate justices, delaying the vote gave Americans an opportunity to have a say in the next Supreme Court nominee. This was true, but it wasn't really the reason Mitch McConnell withheld the vote. He withheld the vote because, on the off chance that Trump won, although it seemed like a long shot at the time, a more conservative judge could be nominated. It was politically advantageous. And that's precisely what happened. Instead of the liberal Merrick Garland, we got the conservative Neil Gorsuch. And now, make no mistake, McConnell will not give up this new political advantage. A nominee will be named by Trump, and a hearing will be held by McConnell. 
But because of this apparent hypocrisy, the refusal to hold a hearing for a Democrat nominee in an election year, and then turning around and holding a hearing for a Republican nominee in an election year, this will be an excuse for some never-Trump Republicans to throw a wrench in the gears. The three Republicans that everybody's worried about are Mitch McConnell, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski. But here's the thing. Republicans hold 53 of the seats. Democrats have 45, and there's two independent seats. Even without these three, Amy Coney Barrett, or whomever Trump chooses, will be confirmed. Furthermore, I don't believe that these three Republicans would risk losing Republican judicial nominees for the Supreme Court. It just, it just seems like too big of a sacrifice to make some kind of, like, useless political statement. But who knows? Never underestimate the viciousness of a never-Trumper. But the way it looks to me, we will be getting a new justice before November, and it will most likely be Amy Coney Barrett. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much that is not so. Good night. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose that war and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening.